0: welcome to medium cool a movie podcast i'm your host austin glidden and as always you can find us on social media at medium cool pod on facebook instagram and twitter it's facebook.com backslash medium cool pod you can search medium cool pod on instagram we'll pop up and you can at medium cool pod on twitter and we'll be there you can also email us at medium at gmail.com you can find me austin glidden on twitter uh, at austin glidden get on letterboxd go find me austin glidden i'm on there Lots of Austin Glidden, lots of at Medium Cool. Just go find us, Medium Cool Pod, everywhere. Please, uh, if you feel so inclined, uh, you know, rate, review, subscribe, whatever you can do to help the podcast. Uh, you know, with things like that would be so helpful. Uh, but all that, you know, shameless self-promotion aside, I just want to say uh, I'm going to keep this pretty short because this week we have something a little different, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, it's a pretty just messy conversation between uh, my friend Charlie Eckenbarger and I Uh, I had Charlie on a while back where we talked about uh, different movies that affected his life he's just an old grad school friend of mine and he's become just a really really close personal friend uh, over the years and uh, with today's episode he has a live twitch stream that he does multiple days a week every week and uh, so you know there were you know hundreds of people that have the opportunity to hear this conversation as well and we kind of dual casted so i was on his twitter stream and then we were also planning for this to be this week's medium cool uh episode and so this is this is kind of weird because charlie's kind of hosting and i'm kind of hosting it and i kind of talk most of the time but he's also talking and it's just uh i don't know man we try really hard to talk about the 2022 the batman movie coming out <laughs> <laughs> and I kept joking around saying like we almost talk about Batman uh, as the title of this episode. Hell, maybe it will be. I'm not sure. Um but it's it's re- <laughs> it's really funny because uh that's pretty much the whole thing I wanted to start talking about and I don't know if we actually ever get to it through the entire episode. Um but yeah, we talk about a little bit about movies, we talk a little bit about uh storytelling and I mean we even get into like Toward the end, we get into wrestling for some reason. I don't know. But it's just a fun conversation. And I thought we would just kind of trade uh, streams here. And I'd do the podcast and he'd do his live stream. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to jump straight into it. That's all there is for this week is this conversation. So hopefully you like Hopefully, you like a discursive conversation because that's what's about to happen. This is uh, our dual cast. Myself, Charlie Eckenbarger, having a fun conversation like old friends do. Here you go
1: we got some people in chat just letting you all know what's going on here i'm starting with a podcast that my buddy austin here who is the dm that i've told you about he's the one that made the music that we played uh, a couple weeks ago on stream uh he's extra and fun and very good at what he does he also (laughs) podcasts and he needed a ringer for
0: today so here i am Uh. (laughs) I did I really did you're that guy you're the the fucking guy that is like like the comedian's comedian that like not everyone gets but like all the hosts of the tv shows like Conan or something love this guy so when a a guy drops out yeah so when a guy (laughs) drops out this guy is the guy they call in and 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 the guy knows he's like a pity call too you know what I mean (laughs) Like and like, I'm okay
1: with it. And that's the thing. It's like, that's what I want. I don't want to deal with you all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just but four hours every other for- Wednesday and yeah. occasional podcasts. I, I
1: need it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we're going to be doing this for probably about an hour or so. Uh, we'll switch over to games later and I'll make sure all the links and stuff to find Austin and the stuff he does uh, is available. Uh, you just, the only thing on Spotify right now is medium cool though, right? You don't have any of like your own because I know you used to be in abandoned shit, right? So none of that's on like Spotify or up anywhere to uh, give you all the plugs.
0: Yeah, that is on Spotify actually. Uh, oh, is it? But you we- can just
1: send me all links and I'll make sure they get up at some point.
0: Sure, yeah. Or all just right. send them to me and I'll play the music while I'm streaming today.
1: <laughs> and everybody can hear this, fine too.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty heavy and loud. Um, and and just to speak uh, to my listeners here as well, um, we're going to be talking with Charlie Eckenberger here, uh, Charles and um, <laughs> Doctor Doctor Eckenberger. <laughs> yeah, we're um, we're going to be uh, doing a, kind of a dual cast here a little bit. I mean, I'm not yeah, casting kind of. technically. It's going to be released tomorrow, um, but it's Labor Day today, the day we're recording. Uh, we're having a good time. I encourage any of Char- Charlie's listeners, if you're on and you're in the chat, if you have any questions you want to bring up, I'm happy to address them. Um, and Charlie will let me know and we can <clears> talk <throat> about that. But um, it's funny that you bring up the ringer thing because I did have another person drop off one of my guests, like just kind of ghosted me a bit. And so, um, and so it was one of those things where it's like, oh shit, I was like texting you yesterday and I'm like, okay, I can't do it today because it's my wife's birthday. <laughs> but tomorrow yeah, we don't we have were supposed to, work. to do it yesterday <laughs> uh, yeah. and then
1: like nothing ever got said of it. And then you mentioned it randomly being your wife's birthday. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, I didn't say anything, but like in my brain, I was like, okay, I mean, that's fine. Like I get it. That was like your way of telling me that the podcast wasn't happening, but that wasn't what happened until later when you're like, oh shit, <laughs> we're not doing that tonight. It's my wife's birthday. Oh, you yeah. remind me again, but yeah. And it's funny. It I probably is, could. There's have. nothing more American than labor on labor day.
0: Yeah. Labor. on. La- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I <clears throat> uh, I'm excited about this, um, but I, I because you and I because we're doing the sh- live stream thing on your end and all this, I just wanted to have like a conversation because you and I I mentioned this last time you were on. Uh, we used to meet up at this bar called Savages and we would just sit for like six hours and we could pass that time easily.
1: easily. So what I'm
0: what I'm aiming for is that we can take a sixth of that time. <laughs> right now and fill that time because uh, i have a few things that are that i have in mind that i think i would like your input on and i'm going to start you off with one if you're ready i'm ready i'm ready so i was uh i'm a huge wrestling geek i'm not going into wrestling i'm giving you a roundabout way to get to here so Mm -hmm. uh big wrestling geek i listen to wrestling news every day Like anytime I can get any kind of new news or anything, I love just learning about it, especially because it's a very exciting time in the business right now. So, uh, you know, and and leading up to All Out, which happened yesterday, the AEW pay-per-view, which you and I have talked uh, a lot about being excited about. And uh, I was just so into it. And then I thought, man, I have a movie. I have a fucking movie podcast. Why am I not listening to like news? You know, like like movie news, like because I'll read (laughs) stuff. But I so I'm such a film history geek. I often go back, and I'm not looking forward because, quite frankly, whatever's forward's just it's gonna get here. You know what I mean? Like, right. why sit here and talk about this shit? But I did so then. But it, I was like, you know what? Though there might be some awesome shit I could bring up. Maybe this could be a new segment on the podcast. I start listening. I can't find a good goddamn news site. Okay, that's. I mean, I, a text is good. I can find good written sites. But sure. when I'm at work or I'm walking around or I'm driving, I want something to listen to. I'm just not finding good ones. So, hey, if anybody listens to this, whether they're on <laughs> Charlie's site or mine, if you know any actual good movie news sites, I would love to hear about them. But because um, everyone I know of has quit. <clears throat> like they stopped making time. you Right
1: there. Yeah. And just like, why are you not doing like, you know, the, the big hitters like
0: Film School Rejects or Slash slash film or any of those. Well, so I found fa- so I've always known about these places, but I didn't know they did news. Cause all the videos I'd seen by them were other subjects oh, okay. or other Your things. Video. I'm forgetting the video. Most of their blog stuff is like news. See, that's right? cool, but I've never dug into any of that. Right. So I did find that's them though. Fair. I found a lot of the stuff that you'd probably name right now when I was looking no. it up, but I listened to one thing. It was a podcast randomly. I was walking to lunch from at work one day and, uh, Someone starts talking about the new The Batman movie from 20... It comes out next year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's uh, it's it's directed by Matt Reeves, whom I'm a huge fan of. If you're not familiar, uh, he did... Uh, oh, God, what was it? Um, The Cloverfield movie. Hold on. Uh, or was it Cloverfield? Oh, it was Cloverfield. I was thinking a different one. But yeah, he, I was like, that's the but, name of the yeah. movie. I was like, where, where are you going with this? <laughs> I thought it was the Cloverfield <laughs> Lane movie. But anyways, so anyways, but he did Cloverfield. He did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War of the Planet of the Apes, which I'm a big fan of. The Let the Right One In remake, Let Me In, which is not as good as the original, but still good. Like, it's a good and remake. Let the Right One In get remade a couple times, too. Dude, if like, it did, I don't know. Let Me In's the one that I'm familiar with. Um, but it, Yeah, there's, there's definitely a remake. Basically, he has, like, a lot of... He's made a lot of movies either within... Uh, franchises or that are kind of based on other things or that are kind of propelled by other forces like Cloverfield with uh, who was that JJ Abrams who pushed like produced that a lot. Um, yep. And so uh, he has all these movies and TV things, but man, the way he shoots his vision in these movies is so interesting. It's usually a lot darker and it's, it's just uh he can make you take things <clears throat> that shouldn't be that serious and he can make you, he can help you take them seriously by the way he does things. For example, dawn of the plane of the apes and war of the Planet of the apes we have these new this ape reboot right yep. these are fucking movie, cg movie monkeys walking around <laughs> this should not be taken seriously and yet they are some of my favorite kind of blockbuster it's one of my favorite blockbuster franchises i think it's brilliant it's like mm-hmm. basically shakespeare in like apes versus like humans shit it's awesome so I like, agree with you, but even
1: just the description of it is making me laugh,
0: which kind of puts it into context. Like yeah. it
1: sounds ridiculous, but when you watch the movie, you're like, what in the fuck? Yeah. Like this is intense.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> so great. It's so great. So all this coming back to the Batman. Matt Reeves is doing the Batman. It comes out next year. Um, and it has Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, which automatically is kind of like the fuck right like that's a weird choice i'm down though because pattinson's done some really awesome work in the past few years um yeah. like you know everybody and, conflates him with just twilight but just if you look twilight. at some of the other
1: shit he does like there's legit i Dude. mean i don't necessarily love everything he does but like you he's got chops right i mean <laughs> yeah and i don't love everything he's done either but i think that goes for kristen stewart too who's kind of in that boat too absolutely. she can act 100%. But you just get stuck on Twilight. But...
0: Yeah, so this dude this dude did Good Time, which was uh, a... Uh, oh, what's their name? I'm going to have to look it up now. Uh, dude, I'm like, it's too early for me, and it's it's like 1149 here. So <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't had coffee or anything. But anyways, the Safety brothers did it. They did Uncut Gems, if you're a big fan. Mm-hmm. So their film before that was Good Time. He was in that. Uh, he was in High Life, which I actually never saw, but um, it got kind of polarized reviews from people I know. But still... And it seemed to be at least an interesting thing. The Lighthouse, which is a bizarre, is bizarre movie. Odd film. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's done some weird stuff that is, like, worth seeing. And, uh, you know, Alfred's going to be played in, in the Batman by uh, Andy Serkis, which is also, again, like a the fuck moment. Like, man, that's weird. I can <laughs> see it. But it's yeah. like strange, but it's because my brain is stuck in Batman mode and DCEU mode and Nolan Batman mode and animated series comic books because I've read a ton of the Batman comics. But, dude, like thinking of Matt Reeves doing it, all this makes more sense. Paul Dano as uh, like basically one of the bad dudes. Uh, James Gordon's played by Jeffrey Wright, if you know Jeffrey Wright. Um, I mean, it, it's it's different. But here's the thing. In the news I was listening to, with the Batman, people were talking, or, or uh, the big buzz, especially from the studios, was it's too dark. And there's no humor in it. So they were debating on whether they wanted to go back, re-edit it, and add some humor. But when they had a a kind of, I don't know if you'd call it a public uh, screening. Uh, for is it, a test screening. Test, yeah, it was a test screening. Um, But there was a, the guy that was putting out the news I'm talking about uh, had a close friend who was accepted into this test screening. And whenever the guy got out, you know, they have a a non-disclosure, so he couldn't talk about it much, but he did say that he's like, dude, I've never seen a superhero movie that feels this much like a horror movie. And he goes, like, literally, it's a horror movie. It is like gory. It's dark. It's scary. The term scary was in it, which was like very exciting Switching to me. Batman, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm, um, have you read many Batman comics?
1: Uh, I, you know, enough to be dangerous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, it's not my favorite, but, you know, it's Batman. So, like, I've read them. Dude, so many of those, like, one shots. Like, he. Had, I've never even read a Batman series. I've only read the mini series and one shots (laughs) and I've read more than any other thing. And I love them. You know, I can't speak Um, to the series, but there are just so many good stories out there. And so uh, with this, like Paul Dano plays the Riddler. If you ever played any of the Arkham games, going back to like video games, the Riddler is like a serial killer. Yeah. This dude basically yeah, play, actually played all
1: the Arkham games.
0: Yeah. 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 And he's basically, if you remember, they're like side missions. They're never main things, but you basically mm. have to like find his victims and he has them like tied up and they're yeah. about to, he's basically the it's jigsaw killer from the saw or from the yep. saw. What the fuck? It's like yeah, it's Walmart. The the I'm um, <laughs>
1: going on the Google.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting it on the Google's drives, which is what I sent <laughs> you earlier. I thought it was funny. Anyways, the point is um, I think this is great. And if the studio fucks this up, even though the test screenings have come back overwhelmingly positive from what I've heard, if they fuck this up because their job is to make money, okay? I'll the studio so. is the business, right? Yeah. So their job is to reach the widest audience so they can make the most Money. This is why some people call these movies reaching for the lowest common denominator, and it's <laughs> such a pretentious like term, like phrase. But but what what I what that means is it's like they're reaching for literally people that don't even watch movies. Like if they can get if they can bring all these people and they can make more money. So their yep. way of thinking is okay. Like Deadpool was a rated R movie and it was funny, and you have all these Marvel movies which are making gangbusters money, and they always have humor as well as serious moments. There's like a blend. With this, we have to add humor, right? Like, that was something they noticed. Yet their test screens are coming back. You have stuff like Joker, which did crazy good money, okay? Like mm. a billion dollars, I think, it made. Um, and that movie's dark as fuck, dude. That movie is dark, okay? There's so much going on. If they ruin this, I'm going to be pissed. Now, all of this to say, and I'm going to throw it to you here in a second, Charlie, because I'm totally bogart in this so far. What else is new? I know that's, that's actually a very true (laughs) statement, but the point is when you have something like this, that seems to be working, going into like storytelling. I've, you know, me, I've always been the person that has said when like a movie should be a good movie first and then fit it into whatever like genre or whatever thing you want it to be, but focus on making a good solid movie first. And there are ways of going about that. There are things to be thinking of, develop your characters, make sure like the, Plot is coherent if you're going to have a plot. You know, like, have a goal in mind. What is the reason for the ending other than I want to make a sequel? Like, you right. need to have... Movies can be set up for sequels, but they need to exist in their own. Um, to an extent. I mean, you have something like Lord of the Rings, which was originally meant to be a trilogy, and so when they end, there is an ending, but they have to have more. Same with Kill Bill 1 and 2. Like, you have to have both pieces. It's just written that way. Yeah. yeah. So all that to say... <coughs> With someone like Matt Reeves, written that way. But <laughs> with someone like Matt Reeves, if you've seen the trailer and if you haven't, I encourage you to go check it out. It's very dark. It's very strange. Um, all these people who don't necessarily look like they fit like the ideas of these characters that we have, like Alfred or James Gordon or, or any of these people, but I can just see it in the trailer. And knowing Matt Reeves, I can see this working. And if it's that dark. And as long as they are aiming for that, as long as they are trying to essentially make this, like, psychological thriller horror movie that just so happens to have Batman in it, I don't see a problem with this. And so I want to talk to you about storytelling. What, like, there is a difference between the studio trying to tell a story because their goal is money, and then you have a filmmaker... who's trying to tell a good story because they want to make art, right? Or they want mm-hmm. to make, I mean, I'm sure there are many filmmakers who want to side with the studios and just make money because they know they can make more shit. But my point is when you have someone like Matt Reeves, who, you know, clearly has a vision throughout his films, you can see the darkness. I mean, like, where does this kind of thing sit with you? Whenever a studio is trying to fuck something that sounds fucking awesome. uh, Pretty much in the same spot that it sits with you.
1: Uh, I don't necessarily like it. Um, But in some ways, like the Joker, you brought that up and you brought up Deadpool. But Deadpool has a humor, so it's a little bit different. You could almost probably argue that it's a superhero comedy that happens to be rated R because it says bad words a lot, right? Um, And gory, I guess, to an extent. Uh, But when you think about the Joker, right? I mean, I think the dichotomy, and it's an interesting one, is that you can get away with the Joker being this really dark, like, kind of menacing, oddball psychological thing because he's the bad guy, right? And I think when you're dealing with particularly a studio and this, you know, beloved character from that's, you know, coming up to 100 years old soon, right? Yeah. You know, how, how do you portray him in this light that they might be moving towards in this new film? Uh, granted, I haven't seen the trailer, but I've, I've I know about the film and, like, what's out there about it. So... There's two parts of me. Do I want to see the horror Batman film? Fuck yeah, I do. (laughs) Fuck yeah, I want to see the horror Batman film. Yeah. Do I think we will? No, because the studio is more interested in making money, right? And, you know, what do you do? You cut off all the kids who can't get into a rated R movie to, to see that story, right? And I guess the question comes down to is, like, how do you reconcile that, right? Like, how... How do you do it? And maybe I'm just too far gone and too far jaded and apathetic. It's just like it's we're just never gonna see it because that's the way the studio is.
0: Okay, so, you know, so maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe on I'm wrong. that note, though, the Joker little kids couldn't get into Deadpool, little kids couldn't get into Logan True. little kids couldn't get into. Like there are a lot of movies that made crazy money. True. So when we're looking at money, it is still a risk. Because I if think it's the a bigger risk than
1: Deadpool. And Joker, though, because Batman's an inherently different character. He's always dark and twisted. And you can make the argument that the Nolan films, like, you know, it, it, they weren't kid friendly, so to say. But I think this direction, from what I've read about it, again, I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah. Um, and, and from hearing you talk about it, it just sounds very different. Right. Yeah. Uh, where, you know. I don't know. Batman doesn't kill. Right. And potentially it sounds like he might be in this one. Right. Like you're really messing with a character in a way from a big box office studio that doesn't do this sort of thing with these characters. Um, I think you can tell those stories. You can see those stories in the comics. They exist and they're very good. Um, but I don't. I just wish it wasn't a big studio that had it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to like A24 or something and let them see what they can do with a Batman. And they would let that happen. Yeah. right but when you're dealing with big blockbusters i mean i hope i hope i'm wrong don't get me wrong i hope i'm wrong but i think that thing's gonna get chopped to fucking oblivion and we're not gonna see that movie
0: and you know what would be you know what i would still accept though just make a fucking director's cut at the end i, I I'll yeah release it on I, I blu-ray it. and i'll watch it
1: give me the yeah give me the the watchman three yeah. hour fucking snyder cut because that man bring, that movie's great i was gonna that bring that great. up <laughs> And I love that. You know, I love that movie. I think we watched it together several times, at least twice. I think once at the screener we did at school, and then I think we watched it at your house one. But either way, um, you know, give me that. Like, even if the, the what I, I mean, I'm not going to see it in theaters anyway. The streaming and being able to watch stuff at home has completely changed. I'll never go to another theater. Probably. Oh my God. I just won't. I just won't do it. I hate the theater experience, and I always have. Really, if other people are in the theater, I hate it. But you know, you give me that. That director's cup, I'll be happy with it because yeah. I don't I don't need to see the cinema version.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's don't get me wrong, I want. I other... want a theater
1: in my house one day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> I just same. don't want
1: other people in that theater
0: with me. Dude, <laughs> other people fucking ruin movies all the time.
1: They, they absolutely a lot of, do.
0: Because uh, so, uh, I, I, I'm always weary of someone who's like, man, I would love to see this with a crowd in the theater. And it's like, you're that person. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're the person that, person that ruins it
1: for my because, person. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Because what happens is you have like a horror movie and people start laughing at shit that's not supposed to be funny. And then I get distracted by the people. Like I can't do comedies because I don't laugh at like anything in most comedies anymore. So it's like comedies and horror movies are just like ruined and, and huge blockbusters. Yeah. Or, or I went to a critic screening years ago to see uh, Zero Dark Thirty. And uh, it was at the AMC Theater in Indianapolis. And I was doing a review for this site or whatever. So I got the tickets and, um, and uh, I went with a, a, a friend of mine. And so we, we went and we sat in the screen, but it was a public screening, early screening for public, but press got like the tickets ahead of time so they could get in, but you could see it with a crowd and you could kind of have that experience. So this place, this was huge, dude. This the- I mean, I, there had to be hundreds of people in this thing. And there are moments, like, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Zero Dark Thirty, I guess, but they killed okay. Bin Laden. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, but anyways, like, <laughs> uh, dude, like, there's a point where they're in the compound and they find these kids and they're like, what do we do with them? What do we do with them? And this one lady in front of me is just like, kill them. They're just going to turn into, like, Terrorists or what? Like, I swear she to just God, said dude. said this aloud in aloud? A movie theater. I mean, not like screaming it. They were just literally well, right in front but, of me, so I could hear it, them talking at speaking volume speaking, that people around you can hear. Yes, and then when when Bin Laden dies, this guy behind Tell me, me, me cheer. This guy behind me stands up, Tell me and cheer. fucking slow collapsed. What a fucking loser!
1: <laughs> what a fucking Homer!
0: <laughs> what a Homer, dude! <laughs> it was it was like so difficult for like in my review. And I I prefaced this in the review too, where it was just like, I can't talk about this movie in full because I was too distracted by the audience. And I would like to change this from a review of the film to my experience doing this because it's like, I don't feel like I can do this justice because now my lens is tainted, right? Like- No, I agree 100%. um, That's entirely every, I can't remember the last time I went to a movie theater
1: and had a good experience with other people there. Right. You know, I often particularly when I was in North Carolina, I would wait till the movie was like on its like last couple days of being in the theater when nobody was going to be there to go yeah. see it. But then like I've already read and heard everything about it and I'm like, well, I guess I don't need to go see it now. I can just wait. Um, but I've had so many of those experiences whether it's the big blockbusters, you know, you're dealing with little kids and shitheads on their cell phones
0: or you're well, in people the horror fucking movies. fucking walk back to the concession 15 times in front how- of you. Yeah. It's like,
1: how are you even watching the movie? You're just getting snacks the entire time. Uh horror movies are the worst especially the people who like like comment like give commentary about like what's going to happen and just like cult it's like what do you shut the fuck up shut up uh comedies i mean most of the time i, just, I i'm the kind of the same way like there's very few comedies like i'll laugh out loud at and like when a, the crowd is laughing it just annoys me i'm like it's
0: it's not that funny yeah dude
1: <laughs> cuz it, usually it's not
0: Dude, it, we know that maybe, you are. I
1: sound like a party pooper, and I am a lot of the time. I'm very cynical, but you know, watching it in front of you know it being any movie really at home, like with friends and people who I know are gonna respect the film. You know, they're not gonna be annoying about it. You know, it's it's just a completely different experience. I can't we- remember the last time I had a good movie experience in a theater.
0: <laughs> you know that I have given you the reputation of being this big curmudgeon. But in, in, in this in this place, we are both curmudgeons together. It's true. I, well, Chat's with us, though. So we got that. It's like a little
1: says, quoting the people in the theater watching horror movies, don't go in there. You're going to die.
0: Yeah. It's that <laughs> shit. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. It's, and you know, like whenever it's like a really silly horror movie. Sometimes mm. I have had, I have very rarely had fun times where the crowd almost makes it better, and I, I will admit that I have had those experiences. But it's so few and far between that I will never go into it expecting that. My expectations mm. are you're going to ruin it. It's just <laughs> the worst, and mm. um, and so there's an there's a an, uh, an arts theater in uh, Keystone. Uh, In Indianapolis, called the Keystone Arts Theater, (laughs) Uh, aptly named. And uh, that place, like everyone that goes there is like an old person, pretty much. So when you go in there, it's like quiet, and you can watch it. You know what I mean. And uh, every time I've been there, like that's awesome. I like going to that yep. theater. But again, they those don't- little rundown art theaters are the yep. best ones to see shit in because
1: it's people who care about those movies.
0: But I'm the same way with you. Like I saw The Dark Knight back in 2008 by myself in a theater because it was two weeks out. That's how I saw it. That's how I saw it. Yep. And it was just me in my perfect spot, no one ruining it. Yep. Great it was experience. me and
1: my wife, we went and saw it at a theater that we. We purposely went out of our way, not into the, not in the town we were living in, to like go into like this little shitty, like smaller town, you know, twenty you know, 20, 25 minutes away, like two weeks after it was out. Kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But and yeah, so- I
1: can't remember the last time I had a good movie, like I've walked out and I hate walking out of the movies. I've only done it once and it was because of the crowd. It wasn't even because of the movie. It's just like, I want my <sighs> money back. I can't watch this with these people.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's frustrating, man. And, and and that movie was Lord
1: of War. I still, of I, of War. I've,
0: I actually never saw that, so I need. It, it's I,
1: fine. It's nothing amazing, but like, crowds are annoying.
0: Yeah. Well, the the thing is this: like, when you're a critic, you have you're like you, you. and I have talked about like uh, immediacy and 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 being in yeah. the moment at that time. So it's like you have to be if you're going to talk about something, you have to be relevant, and you have to talk about it if you're putting content out. So it sucks because I'm torn as a critic. Because it's like, man, I really want to see this movie before it comes out or when it comes out. Luckily, the best part of the pandemic, listen, everybody, I loved the pandemic, not because people were dying and of COVID. That's the worst. And I, I would trade all of that That's for the be lives the lost. Clip that everybody gets, though. Yeah. <laughs> from the stream. Everybody's, I would, I love the pandemic. I <laughs> would trade all of the good feelings I have for the <laughs> lives that have been lost and all that. Like, my wife had COVID. My grandma died from COVID. Like, I have a lot of experience with that. I get it. But mm-hmm. the, the idea of being able to stay home <laughs> <laughs> is what I mean. Because, dude, as a critic, we got everything virtual. I got I, um, digital everything at the end of last year. You still was, are, right? Uh, a lot we, of it. Maybe not as much. I got, like, Candyman and uh, a few others that were. But right now, like, there's one for um, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is a new movie coming out. It's awesome. If you don't know what it is, you should check it out. But uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye coming out, Michael Showalter directed it. He was a part of the Stella Troop, and he was in Wet Hot American Summer and all that yep. stuff. But he's directing that thing, and they have a Indianapolis screening that I can't get to because it's at fucking 11 a.m. on a weekday. So no what chance. am I supposed to do? So anyways, uh, but the virtual screening thing was awesome because I got to see all these movies. And my theory is this. I'm going to get back to the Batman here in a minute. My theory is this on, on movies. Some movies can be more fun for a lot of people in theaters. You want to be around people who are as excited about you, the horror movies, the comedies, the action-packed Marvel movies, whatever. But if a movie is only good because of that, I argue it is not a good movie. It should be able to stand on its own. I understand All that. What you're is doing a, you're, its
1: two different things. It's the movie it's itself and then the experience of yeah. seeing the movie. Yes. They're, they're two completely different things. And, you know... You know, maybe for some people they're not, right? Yeah. And maybe a movie can be good based on who you're seeing it with. Um yeah. I think that can be the case. I definitely have those movies. You know, I uh, Kevin Smith is a great example of it. I rarely watch Kevin Smith movies by myself, but if I'm around like like-minded people who think like dick and fart jokes are funny, <laughs> Kevin Smith movies are way more fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know for what I mean? sure.
0: I do. I, so, I. I
1: think that's true, but that doesn't mean Kevin Smith makes good movies. Sure, and I think he does. You know, th- no, that's I'm, a whole different argument. But that's the example I'm giving.
0: Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. You're not saying he makes bad ones, but you're saying it doesn't yeah, automatically yeah. mean they're good. And right, and exactly. so you 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 separated the two things. Uh oh, you're getting shit now already, aren't you?
1: Uh, well, they, exactly <laughs> what I said was going to happen. Uh, there's a clip of you now saying, "I love the COVID nineteen pandemic," <laughs> <laughs> floating around the internet. Welcome to Twitch, Austin.
0: <laughs> this is why I don't stream live probably. Okay. <laughs> Great, thanks a lot. Um so uh <laughs> Oh my god. All right. <laughs> Anyways, and I'm going to so, have to put it on my soundboard. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Okay. It's so COVID- funny cuz as soon as like anybody brings up anything that makes you want to stay home, you can just play that. I love that. <laughs> That's right. I love the COVID nineteen <laughs> pandemic. Um, anyways, I don't even remember what we're talking about now because I just laughed Batman. so hard. Let's go back to Batman. Uh, I was the gonna experience say something. Yeah, you brought up the two being different than you brought up the movie being, the being two good things. You have the experience and not. So mm-hmm. when I was in uh in college, uh Napoleon Dynamite was a still a really popular kind of like Uh, You know, it was really popular. It first came out and then it kind of died off and became almost like a cult thing. It was weird. yeah. And so uh, because like who fucking talks about that movie ever anymore. But like you still see it on people's DVD shelves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I I mean, I have uh, it. (laughs) I was never a huge fan of the movie, though I did like it. But then I I watched it. There was a group, probably 20 people getting together and watching it in like the common room in this uh, dorm and they were just going to put it on. And they were like, probably more than that. There were probably 30 people there something. A lot of people. And so I sat and watched it. And I had the best time. Because yeah, people laughed so at the right things. <laughs> to be to be my curmudgeon. Uh, to my inner curmudgeon out here. Uh, like, you know, uh, the right things they're laughing at. And, and it was like, even stuff I didn't laugh at when I saw it by myself seemed funnier the second time with these people. Because of that because of maybe what was being said or how awkward like when when there's stillness and awkwardness you can feel that in a room different than when it's by itself. Yeah. you know what i mean yep. so it, certain sure. things would make me laugh and so i i get the experience but it still doesn't mean that napoleon's any better or worse because of right. that right anyways and i think the third leg of that just to kind of
1: put yeah. the end cap on the conversation is that you can like a movie and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good
0: movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Dude, you and I have like, talked so about that a lot. So it's the three things.
1: Is it actually good by critical standards? Is it fun to watch with people? And do you just like it? You can like a thing. I mean, that's most of the movies I like are ones that are just fun to watch. Yeah. And I'll watch whatever. Uh, and I, But I can understand that, you know. I don't know, the, the egregious example, The Room, it's not a good movie, but I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, dude, you it's know, super it.
0: But you also enjoy it because it's not. <laughs> I
1: mean, exactly, that, like, that's, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, it's, it's, like, it's,
1: it's, it's the tough example, but yeah, you know, yeah. pick anything else. You know.
0: Yeah, and, and and I have plenty of movies on my, on my shelf behind me here uh, that I would consider are not great movies, or they're mediocre mm-hmm. or maybe even bad, but I just really, really love them. Um, yep. But ba- back to the Batman here, because right, Batman. Uh, because I I I'm excited about this movie here. So you mentioned the idea of this movie, the idea of this movie. Yeah, what what it sh- is currently panned out to be yeah. before it gets butchered and ruined in screenwriting <laughs> class in grad yeah. school. You and I were in Castillo's class. Shout out to we Castillo. Were. Shout out. And uh, even though I feel like I'm about to bury her, but she's great. I'm not. <laughs> uh, she's retired now. She doesn't care. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> so here's the thing when we were in that class, remember we were writing spec scripts. And spec scripts are basically like the scripts that kind of follow a very clear structure, and you give them to the studio, and then they usually have someone rewrite it and make it what they consider better. So uh it's so your like payday. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting is a spec script, uh 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 Being John Malkovich is a spec script, American Beauty, like if you read them, they just you can use them as examples for like writing because they just yeah. fit all the beats. Well it's structurally all the same. I wrote <laughs> a know, script. Take it apart, yeah. I had to be <laughs> I had to be the bane of Castillo's existence in that class because my goal was always I had already written Not full spec scripts, but shorts that kind of followed, more traditional. I'd already read a bunch of them. I'd already learned the spec script thing. Again, I'm not saying I could write a good spec script, but I'm just saying, like, I'd already did those. I wanted to do something more interesting, and I was watching. You
1: understood the formula.
0: Yeah, and I was watching movies that did not follow that. That were my favorites. So I wanted to do something different, and luckily we were able to restart our scripts pretty much at any point. We just needed the first act done by the semester, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's so right the first like thirty, or thirty pages total. Which, I mean, either yeah. way, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, like, I I was watching movies like Lock with Tom Hardy. If anyone remembers that movie, where he's literally in a car for ninety minutes talking to people on the phone. I'm yeah. watching like <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what's the uh, the drama that had Kevin Spacey in it that no longer has it on Netflix? Oh, House of um, Cards. House parts yeah uh like i was watching that season that had come out that year and they were texting and little text bubbles would pop up you I mean, know and, you and it was done really strategy, well
1: we workshopped that at savages like how to actually yeah. get that across in that class yeah see <laughs> so we would you yeah. would eat. because i We'd knew she tr- was going to get in trouble but yeah, we when, told you a role.
0: yeah when we when we workshoped i knew i was going to get i mean bullets were going to start flying right and i needed yeah. i needed a, a compatriot to yeah. like a comrade yeah. to help me defend it because basically here was my story guys this is such a non-traditional medium cool i remember episode, this story the too i remember <laughs> this, this story is very much a stream uh conversation but anyways <laughs> anyway, so my uh, people are loving it so <laughs> i wrote this i wrote this script about this guy who was uh he owned a bar like he ran a bar he ended up getting involved with the mob uh, because mm. he couldn't keep it open. The mom started kind of taking it over, but much like in in uh, in Sopranos, if you've seen that or anything else, they start taking over too much of it and putting too much of the burden on him. So what he was doing is he was skimming money for years from them with the intention of, I'm going to get out of here, and I'm going to get out of here alive. Once it started getting bad, he worked with them for another decade or so, and he was struggling, but he was like stealing money. He ended up getting enough money where he could bail. But the problem is, he wasn't ready to leave yet, and the mafia finds out someone's been skimming money. So they bring in multiple people, including this guy. And so uh, most of the movie was just this guy getting away. He was just trying to communicate with his family to meet him at this place because it's happening all at once. You're getting the perspective from one specific POV of a story we've seen many times. This person is now forced to get out when they didn't expect to have to get out yet, right? So he's running around. This guy's not going to be talking to people about shit is going on in his life. All right? That's just not going to happen. you are not going to walk up to the homeless guy at the end of the street and go, hey, I'm running from the mob right now. Here's some (laughs) exposition so you know what's going on. Here's the entirety of the exposition so you know what's happening. Yeah, the whole point was he's going to be calling friends to pull favors, but in those conversations, the subtext is going to give you the information you need to put the pieces together, and then he's also going to be texting his family and shit, you know, because why would he be calling everyone when he's running? Why is he, like, sometimes he might receive a text. Maybe he responds in text. He's panicking. Maybe he has to be quiet. Maybe he doesn't want to talk about this shit on the subway when he's trying to get somewhere else. He's texting, so it's quiet, right?
1: And we're in the two fucking thousands. This is a thing that people do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, and this was in 2013, probably. Something like that. 20, no, no, no. Yeah, it was after. There. 2014. 2014 was, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. It was like our so, second, second year or whatever.
0: Yeah. So anyways, I I, uh, this is like a completely bullshit that I had had the first act done basically almost almost and I take it in there and there's like fucking like four lines of dialogue in In terms of like two people talking to each other. The rest is either dialogue on a phone. So it's essentially a monologue. Because I was also mm-hmm. debating, should you hear the person on the other side of the phone? And I think I ended up saying yes, but I hadn't written that stuff yet because I was trying to make it be cheeky and make it where oh, you pick up the story through his conversation. But I wanted to give certain characters that you don't see more meaning. And so, anyways, a long story short, I, I start workshopping this thing, and people automatically are chomping at the bit to just dig in because of what we've read that class and learned so distinctly. Yeah, we, we had already read and learned what not to do. Right. Quote, yep. unquote, what not. And this was do. all of it. <laughs> and this was all of it. So they're chomping at the bit to just basically regurgitate a bunch of shit from a book that we were reading or whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? And and my professor was like, um, you know, Castillo was basically just like, you can't just have people text and talk on the phone the whole time. And, dude, you and I immediately are like, this movie Locke does this. Yeah. My Dinner with Andre does it. <laughs> like we just yeah. start going down. Just we're, naming everything
1: that does it. <laughs> That is uh, <laughs> uh, objectively good stuff that does it. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe you need to watch some more. Yeah. These I days. also,
0: <laughs> and, and to tie into that, and I won't go into this long, but I wrote another script where I was literally writing about a bad person. I just wanted to write a script.
1: Is that I the drugs know. one? Like the futuristic drug one? No, no, where no. no a that's guy, what I ended I never even started writing this
0: because I workshopped the idea. And it just seemed see, like see. it was going to be too hard to get over with this crowd. This is one of the first ones I did. Because I wanted to write about a, the bad guy. It was a guy. tough
1: crowd. That class was a tough crowd.
0: Yeah. I li- need to watch I
1: more d- fucking movies, too. But anyway. I like some of them. But it's <laughs> not saying they're bad people. There's like two people in that class that are okay. Tough crowd.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tough crowd. For various reasons. And I wanted to write about a bad guy. They're like, mm-hmm. no, your audience needs to like the person. So then I name... There will be blood, and I name the okay. master, and I name uh, even an old samurai movie, "The Sword of Doom," which literally you follow the psycho murderer, and he is never redeemed. Time,
1: <laughs> Breaking Bad was like the biggest show on TV, <laughs> like Walter White is not a good guy.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just didn't make sense in so many ways. It's just like this isn't how it works. <laughs> yeah, and I and 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 you know we talked about Joker briefly. Uh, but mm-hmm. Joker is a good example too, of this guy is a bad guy, but there is a sympathy that they kind of build, uh, throughout so because he clearly mm-hmm. has like some mental health issues and, and different, uh, a variety of, uh, of things going on. So when, when I think of Joker, I think like, man, that's an interesting, of course that wasn't out at the time, but I was thinking in those ways where it's like, how can I, I love the idea of making you sympathize with a murderer. Because right. yeah. what does that do to you as a viewer, you know, mm-hmm. like watching this? There's a movie from 1960 called uh, Peeping Tom, which got buried and ruined the guy's career that made it. But yet Psycho was the counterpart, came out within three months of it, and it was like gangbusters in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Peeping yeah. Tom was a British film, and you actually follow basically a serial killer who kills these women with his video camera. There's a lot of subtext for you. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's, it, but it's it's awesome. Uh, but like it got buried because it basically forces you to try to sympathize with this guy who is unabashedly just a serial killer, like he's just a murderer. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. And so, uh, like, I was really interested in those ideas. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to, to work with that. But man, they, they got, uh, they didn't like that. So, anyways, back to the <laughs> Batman and the screenwriting class. Right, the, the Batman, whole... where we begin, <laughs> full circle. Yeah, uh, yeah. So in the screenwriting class, that we talked about that. Right, we talked about like what works and, and what, like what doesn't, quote unquote, with the studios, and so it's like very frustrating to me because you do have these movies like Joker and Logan and because uh, Logan is basically Wolverine as a western. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's it it works as a f- you could take Wolverine out and put some other person in. Yeah, it, doesn't it, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be Wolverine. Wolverine. It's just yeah. a film itself, and then you also have this awesome character. And I think those um, are
1: the best Marvel movies because uh, I mean as you can argue that uh, Winter Soldier is just a spy yeah. film. Yeah, and they're spy action, in the yeah. same kind of way.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, that's uh, that's mm-hmm. uh, I I ranked because we did an MCU episode. I ranked them all, and uh, every superhero movie outside of MCU. Um, but yep. that that's my favorite. MCU movie because it, it, works, be. <coughs> it, it works. It could be anything. Best. Yeah, and and even though I have problems with stuff like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, that's a comedy. The first movie is yep. a comedy that yep. also has MCU. It doesn't shit. have to
1: be those characters.
0: Yeah, and and so I I, I appreciate that. Um, uh, th- I you know I'm one of those random people because most people I know, most of the critics I know, when they rank on Letterboxd, if you're not familiar with Letterboxd, it's a really cool movie uh thing you should just check it out but anyways um on their letterbox they'll have lists of like their M- their MCU movies ranked or super movies and thor is always so low the first thor movie and i love the first thor movie i'll tell you why I thought the first two were good it's be- oh charlie you like the dark world it did oh charlie did.
1: i mean i it's liking it Again, we're coming back to that. I know, I know. I like it. Doesn't mean I, I understand that it is objectively not very good. Um, but Thor is my favorite superhero, so he could be walking and playing in a pile of dog shit for 90 minutes and I'd still <laughs> like it. So, <laughs> it, it was, it, it, like, just uh, shooting the fucking pile of dog dung with fucking lightning, fine. Like, I
0: watch it, Charles. Put you it on YouTube. To me. Um, no, so the first <laughs> one is. Uh, it's basically a Shakespeare story. It's by Kenneth Branagh, who's Shakespeare fluent. Okay, this guy's made tons of Shakespeare adaptations. But this is like a King Lear or a, you know, I mean, it's like you have these two brothers fighting uh, ultimately for for the throne, essentially. Now, of course, that's not right. the direct story, but it's ultimately what it's at leading to. I mean, that's the thematic, when, what it is. Yeah. So anyways, I I love that. Yeah, there's some stupid shit in that movie. Don't get me wrong. And the special effects look like a video game from that time, which is not a compliment. And I get that. But it's not the worst. And I think the movie itself is awesome. Plus, you have a character who is fucking annoying and then gets humbled and redeemed. And that is something I don't see a lot in MCU movies because even when the character gets humbled, I still find them annoying. Anyways, so all that to say... uh. (laughs) Back to the Batman, Batman. which we never, which we never go back to when I say that ever. Um, But I hope that the Batman ends up this whole episode. I'm just going to title. We tried to talk about Batman, Um, but uh, (laughs) like, I I just want, I want the Batman to be that thing. And not just because it's what I want. It's because I want the studio to trust themselves and allowing Mm -hmm. themselves to make like adult content. That's okay. And I'm not talking about porn. I'm talking about movies tailored (laughs) to the adults Because these are the people that are ultimately paying to get into the theater. I understand it when you have a kid's movie, you don't have to put a ton of time and effort because as long as it appeals to kids, it can be a fucking stupid movie, you know. And and you're going to get parents and kids paying, so you're getting more ticket sales. I get that. I get it. I get it. But, like, what we see with this is there is a trend of people wanting more serious, more... And I won't even say serious because... Even the comedic stuff works, like Deadpool and shit. Sure. Um, for, for I, oh, yeah, people. I wouldn't say Deadpool's not a serious movie. Uh, it's just a, a comedy. Yeah. You know,
1: it's a movie you can take seriously. I guess is probably a better way to phrase it. You take the movie seriously.
0: That's, yeah. <laughs> I hate that, like Deadpool, so much. <laughs> I mean, so it's we, still, I mean it's... we can talk about that sometime. But I agree with you. Yeah, it, it works as a comedy, and it's one of those right. things where if you if this is entertaining to you, this will be good. You know, Mm -hmm. unfortunately it is not to me and that's the bummer of it. But uh, though Colossus growing up was my favorite X-Men and the fact that Colossus is in it, uh, kind of probably gave it an extra star. You know what I mean? And you still don't like it. Yeah. I still don't (laughs) like it. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, that, that's a whole conversation. I mean, I, here, here's the thing. If you read Deadpool comics, it's very faithful to those. So as of as a film, I actually think it does it very well. It just does not appeal to There's me. There's an adaptation. Yeah. yeah, it just does not appeal had to his me. It has
1: moments. There's definitely, I liked it more because of Ryan Reynolds. I just find funny uh, in, the, in his delivery a lot. But that Deadpool's a whole other episode. Batman, I agree with you. I would like to see it be made. Um, and I hope it does. Because I'm one of those people that, you know, I watch the MCU shit for the sake of watching it. And I'm invested, right? I mean, I've been watching it for almost 20 years at this point, right?
0: The fucking how McDonald's. long has this been going so that's on? That's how they get you. 2006. Yeah it, That's just, how they get
1: 2006. yeah. it just keeps, it just keeps going and I keep watching it, but you know, things like Birdman, one of my all time favorite movies, Birdman, you know, superhero movie ostensibly, uh, super a great superhero movie, the toxic Avenger completely different. You know, <laughs> we'll get, we can talk about trauma sometime too, cause I love trauma, yeah. but you know, things like that, that aren't, fa- I don't know how to put it, family friendly, I guess, or for everybody or you know big temple franchises you can do it joker amazing
0: right uh, well dollars. maybe amazing stuff but <laughs> i think it's amazing i dude here's the thing i thought i liked it a lot joker, i need to watch it again but. yeah i can't wait to watch if this batman incarnation actually ever comes to be and you and i are both I very skeptical and we believe that the studio will probably butcher it in some way but if, right. even well, if I we mean, ever be, get a director's cut or something it has to be <laughs> cuz director's cuts like you're basically paying an editor and the filmmaker. Like it's not that expensive, relatively speaking. It's all shot already. (laughs) Yeah. And, and when they do it, they can just fucking make money because people would love to see like they buy buy it. Yeah. So anyways, the point is this. Make it a hundred bucks. I'd probably still buy it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think we paid a shitload of money for the Watchmen one. Like that wasn't cheap. I mean, I would
0: ostensibly play the same. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. With uh, the Batman, I hope we get this horror thing because I want to do the same thing I did with Joker. Which as as I'm watching it, I'm watching the Joker and I keep I, I'm pulling things a lot of Scorsese out of it. So there's a lot sure. of uh, uh, King of Comedy vibes. There's a lot of Taxi Driver vibes for sure. Uh, taxi so, Driver for
1: sure. King of Comedy. We can explain to me later because I don't I don't see it. But have you seen, Taxi Driver? Very good. Well,
0: I didn't say the Kings of Comedy. Not not the comedy troupe. I'm talking about the Robert De Niro. I know exactly Marvel. what you're talking okay. about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just making sure we're not talking about the fucking, like, stand-up comedy special.
1: No. No.
0: <laughs> No. that was fucking stupid <laughs> anyways so uh, imagine
1: if i got that was you i was confused like
0: with that <laughs> no do you understand why i corrected it to be safe because if you thought i was comparing joker to a stand-up comedy because he wants to be a comedian or something it's like no that's not it no no the king of comedy uh with you no <laughs> is um, it, I mean, dude, you have the Jerry Lewis angle where he is obsessed with this late night talk show, which is uh, um, funny enough, De Niro plays essentially the uh goofball comedian who in Joker is now playing the Jerry Lewis character, which is uh, the talk show host. So you have uh, what do they call? I forget his name. What's the Joker's name in that movie? Arthur, I don't remember, something like that. I don't remember. I'm not even Arthur gonna, ask blank, right. Arthur Blank. We're bad film people. The point is this: uh, the Joker. He's the Joker. Yeah, the Joker guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the <laughs> easiest way to say it. But anyways, uh, so Joker is uh, obsessed with De Niro's character. He wants to be on the show. That's identically uh, Rupert Pupkin on Jerry Lewis's show. He's obsessed with this guy, and he wants to be on that show. He wants to be a stand up comedian, and he's terrible at it. And so you have. I mean, these they even feel the same. Have you watched this movie?
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't think I have. Maybe I am thinking of the comedy troupe. Now they like you. Know, like I don't remember any of this. I'm definitely. Dude. I think I, I'm. I'm thinking I'm thinking there's
0: something else and conflating it with the King's Comedy. Do me a favor. Watch The King of Comedy because it's awesome, and it's it's essentially Robert De Niro's character is basically Joker in Joker, where he is this. Uh, he lives in like his mom's basement. And he just wants to be on a late night talk show, and he wants to be a stand up comedian. That's his goal. And Jerry Lewis plays this talk show host, and he's an older Jerry Lewis. He's straight, straight character, the very Wait, serious. Eighty four, um, I think. Eighty three, maybe. It doesn't matter. Somewhere, somewhere in that okay. in that area. So, anyways, uh, yeah, basically, uh, Jerry Lewis, like De Niro's character, gets obsessed with Jerry Lewis's talk show host. And He wants to be on the show. He's never he's never done stand up comedy in his life, but he just does it in his basement. And on his wall, he has wallpaper of a crowd, and he sits and he just awkwardly does stand up to this wall. And then he thinks he's really good, so he's trying to get on this uh, this talk show. And that's basically like the whole story. But it's more like <sighs> Joker because you could say the same thing about Joker. You know, it's like this guy wants to be a stand up yeah, okay. comedian, but it's like that's not I what haven't it's seen about. This movie. I'm conflating with something, yeah. that I haven't seen this. There's so. a lot more to King of Comedy. It's a Scorsese flick. Um, it's kind of, uh, the only reason I feel like it's even really known that often anymore is because De Niro's in it. Um, but anyways, if you watch that, you will see Joker, King of Comedy, Taxi Driver. And then, of course, you just get, uh, that film has some of its own shit because of its uh, its source material and who the Joker is. And um, that movie's awesome. And I wish, my whole point in saying that is, Back to the Batman, finally. Capping off Batman here. <laughs> uh, if it is this kind of like horror, like the movie Seven, you know what I mean? Like some weird serial killer fucked up thing. And uh, also a uh, It is, yeah. And and so we'll come back to that. I'm not going to get <laughs> sidetracked. Remind me of Seven. So anyways, with Batman, my goal is if we actually get this horror version whatever, I want to watch it. And I want to see all the throwbacks. Because you know... I have a feeling that there are going to be comparisons with a movie like that, but that it will still be its own thing. And I'm curious if it if it will just be the Joker of Batman. Do you get what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, yeah, no, no, I get it, I get it, I get it. Because originally, I, one of the go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. I was agreeing. I was just agreeing with you. Uh, originally, I forget who it was. I think it was the filmmaker that did the that did Joker. Uh I'm spacing his name too. What the fuck is wrong with us right now? Anyways, um, I'm not even going to look it up. doesn't matter. The point is... Uh, I need a producer to look these things up. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Hey, like on the fly. Come on, pimp. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, Anyways, where's he at? <laughs> so uh, the filmmaker originally pitched to DC, apparently, that he wanted to do a black series of films. Like, these would be the adult. Like, you can still do all your DCEU stuff with Ben Affleck as Batman and and all these other people, right? Harley Quinn and all that but there would be these kind of one-off movies that would tie in, but they'd be their own thing, almost a different universe. But they would still be giving you more information into this character, regardless. Right, right, right. And so, like, the, like Joker would have been an example. The Batman sounds like, from what we hear, that would have been an example. I don't. I think that got shut down. But it's funny because they're kind of doing that right now, and I hope they continue doing it. I think it'd be great as an alternate thing. I understand that some people might get confused with two different Batmans. I don't give a fuck. Who fucking cares no, me about that?
1: <laughs> I don't care either. And, you know, I think it'd be a nice contrast to them just trying to compete directly with Marvel. In fact, they'd probably do better if they didn't in a lot of ways. Um, they just can't compete with the MCU. Uh, they haven't in, in anything. And, like, maybe taking... And and who the fuck knows? I'm not a movie exact. I don't know anything about the business other than how to criticize it. You know, going a (laughs) different direction completely. It sets you apart. You know, it taps into a completely different graphic, different demographic. And uh, you make potentially more interesting movies if, you know, using uh, Joker, I guess, is that like that tent pole of potential, right? Um, Because, I mean, I'd love to see the, the horror Batman. I'd love to see... You know, the Green Arrow and like really digging into him a little bit more. Yeah. I love the Green Arrow. You know, all those guys uh, and girls, right? Like, it's just, I'm tired of seeing the same, you know, uh, shit with superhero movies. I'm just tired yeah. of it. But I will continue to see them. Yeah, of course. Just like I watched Suicide Squad last week, you know? like <laughs> Just like yeah. I'll watch the the next, the, the Shang-Chi or whatever it is that's yeah. coming out. I'll You know, I'll watch it begrudgingly and i'll probably enjoy it to some extent (laughs) while i'm watching it but you know give me something new yeah give
0: me something new dude that that's that's all i want and here's the thing man you know birds of prey which came out in 20 it was released 2020 it still made 201.9 million dollars on an 80 82 to 100 million dollar budget so (laughs) it doubled more than doubled it's and it was i didn't think it was like terrible but it wasn't I think I probably gave it a two and a half out of five or something you know it it was fine I (laughs) I wasn't disappointed watching it right but it wasn't anything that I'm I I forget about it all the time like it's not a I'm very neutral on it but the point is like they're still making a shit ton of money they can't keep up with MCU but the thing is like if they can if they can jump on this bandwagon and put out superhero movies with superheroes you know and they make (laughs) money like how do you change a studio's mind to take the risk when this is like this just prints money for them, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Now some of them don't. I mean, the Suicide Squad, which just came out like a month ago, um, almost exactly. You know, it hasn't quite even made its budget back, but it's still working through that. So it's gonna it'll make yeah. more money. It it's it only will. yeah, it's it's twenty million dollars away from making its it money will. back. So it, it will make its money back, especially with. Uh, post D, like Blu-ray sales and shit. And, and think, uh, yeah, like
1: two days ago, like you could just now buy it on Amazon. Yeah. Like to download. I don't even know if the Blu-ray is out yet. Uh, we got a comment from chat from Dracus. I really want a Dark Knight Returns Batman where he's like 60 and just old and tired. Yes. <laughs> Give me that. Yes, yeah. Because that's like Batman the animated series or one of them uh, where it's just old Batman. He's training Robin. I think it's the, the one where uh, Robin his name's not Robin but uh, kind of takes I over. Nightwing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: where he's just old Batman. I would love that. I would love that. Just something different. Dude. Uh, oh, my God. I just remembered something. I'm going to come back to that, too. Remind me of the Incredible Hulk. Batman Beyond. No. that's uh, Thank you, Primate. So in, 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 um, oh, yeah. In, in that's the name of the enemy. In uh, the Dark Knight Rises, they tried to adapt a lot of those things. But I, I agree with this, fo- with this, this, this Twitch homie. <laughs> uh I would I would like to see this uh yeah just like really grim like old cuz the the best part about the Dark Knight uh rises comic is he fucking fights as an old guy and yeah. <laughs> like I love yeah. that it I mean I it's only good because of how it leads up to him coming back but I love right. that though I love like you know he's dealing with fucking life you know, this is, for me, this is how you really make these three-dimensional characters. And a lot of these superheroes are not three-dimensional. And I would love to see these, these characters be more three-dimensional by just, like, showing them outside of only exclusively what the narrative needs them to be. And right. so, like, The Incredible Hulk. Uh, I think we talked about this at Savage's one time, too. I want to see The Incredible Hulk movie where Bruce Banner's dealing with the fact that he could murder anyone at any time. If that was the Ed Norton
1: version. Up. Like the original Ed Norton version was that, and then but they I, took it to the cutting room floor.
0: I want this directed by like Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want Requiem. Just wrestler, I want the wrestler, but the superhero version. Yeah. <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. I want the wrestler, but I want like I I want him to kill I mean, his family in the opening scene, and then murder go everybody. to fucking Taiwan and hide out in some like I agree forest 100%. or something. If I love have, it. Like. Like Aaron that Aronofsky's shit is great in awesome. those films. Yeah, but but like, dude, even his movie Noah. I always wanted like, because yeah. because it's about it's like a fucked up weird fairy tale of Noah's Ark. It's like a fantasy movie. I actually like this movie, even though I don't think it's it's bad. Why are you looking at me like that? There are rock monsters fantasy in this. Movie, it is a fucking I, I, fantasy movie. There I is mean, a it's wizard. A, it's not a fantasy book. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 shots fired, shots fired. Um anyways, there's uh no, it's uh like I actually thought that movie was awesome, even though again I don't think it's a great film, but speaking right. of like the it's differences that we've talked about, I actually really loved it because it was basically I mean there are magical rock monsters, Methuselah is not just a biblical character, it's like a wizard, basically. Right. Um like it, it's grim it? as fuck. It's grim as fuck. The special effects look like shit half the time, but I don't care. <laughs> like it's dark dude it is dark and i really love that really? being someone who yeah being someone who all the
1: promotion and marketing you never would have guessed that
0: being someone who grew up in the church and hearing these super whitewashed bullshit lackluster like tales of no the Ar- Noah's ark here's the thing there's a point where they shut everyone out of the ark and they get all the animals two by two they do that whole thing and they're in the ark and they just hear people agonizing and screaming and banging and they just have to sit there while people are dying. That's fucking What the fuck? Dark. <laughs> and, Jesus. And there's like, like I don't want to tell you. You should actually just watch it. We should just talk about it. Sometime. I might, because hearing this,
1: I mean, it was one of those things. I was like, really, he did this?
0: And I just thought it was just like, you yeah, know, money grab. The Ten Commandments or something. Yeah. Like, no, no, but no, okay. It's it's again, it's not like the greatest thing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. It's not yeah. what you'd expect, and it's very much Darren Aronofsky's version of something like this. <laughs> it's very weird. So, yeah, I thought um, he was just
1: trying to get paid, to be honest. Like, I thought that was a good way to put it. Like, he just, you know, you need money to make art sometimes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what Scorsese did. He basically, it was no. always one for the studio, one for me kind of a thing. And um, I think
1: he openly says that, too, actually. Oh, 100%. I don't think, yeah, he's not.
0: I think he's pretty much said I'm that from the it. beginning. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he but, wanted yeah. to make the king of comedy, so he made, like... Whatever came right before After Hours. I think After Hours is actually after. I need to look. I'm actually really good at this stuff, guys. I just we're doing this in the morning with no coffee and it just I sprung this on him today <laughs> like like
1: yeah it's it was just maybe last night and then I got a text today he's like you ready I was like what <laughs> I guess yeah, I'm yeah. not home
0: it was it's weird like with Scorsese like you can almost look at his filmography and see the oh that was for the studio oh this was for him um so like going back to Uh, to this he did uh, Raging Bull which was uh, for him too but it did pretty well and then King of Comedy then he did After Hours but then he did like The Color of Money
1: and that's a studio picture interesting
0: but then after that he did Last Temptation to Christ which was not a studio picture and then you know Jesus fucks in that movie (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's we should talk about
1: that movie sometime, too. like a weird like dream sequence, like what could have happened yeah, if he was yeah. just a regular dude.
0: Man, <laughs> I thought so that odd. movie was the best Jesus movie I'd ever seen when I first saw I, it. I, it's the only one I watched. Having sure. been raised watching shitty whitewashed Jesus movies. Did uh, the Charlton Heston ones? I don't like that guy. Uh, Ball, but anyways... You shouldn't. He's uh, a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways we're, I, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. The point is... Um, uh, Batman. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I want to see Scorsese's a, Batman film. Yeah, I want. I want. Um, <laughs> I want. I just want the Incredible Hulk. I described. You know, I want movies like that, and I hope that Same. the Batman will be one of those. Like, I don't need a, a franchise, dude. Just give me a one-off, yeah. and I'll buy a billion dollars worth of it. Like, yeah. I'll buy the shirts and the posters. I'll buy the Blu ray. Like, I, streaming, I love. And then when 4K comes off, I'll buy the 4K. And then when the 8K comes out, I'll buy the 8K. Like, That's right. Because you're making something I want to have. Yep. And um,
1: like the Marvel movies, I don't own any of them.
0: No, I own That's Red not 3. true. I own
1: Winter Soldier. I own Winter Soldier and the first Incredible Hulk uh, and the first, well, actually, all the Thor's. So I own a bunch of them. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go get all the other ones. Right. You're
0: you not know? buying And I'm not
1: going to. No, I'll stream it, <laughs> but if you give me the Batman horror movie, I'll buy the poster, I'll buy the fucking hat, I'll buy, you know, I'll buy the stuff because I like the thing, right? You know, it's just, but maybe where there's not enough of us, right? Maybe there's not enough people who do that.
0: Not and enough that's people fine. buying physical media, but also D- you can just buy the stuff. shit digitally.
1: Come on. Well, that's what I mean. does that have to be that, like, you know what I mean? Like... Maybe people are just happy. I don't, like I said, I don't know that much about the business. I know streaming is out of control. And maybe it just doesn't work like that anymore.
0: Well, uh, here's or the cool thing about streaming, all the streaming. Ruined physical media for the most part because a lot of people don't buy it unless they really love something and they want to champion yep. it. Um, but uh, like you this, you might find someone who will buy like a Nightmare on Elm Street box set because it's because that's I kind of it. like a box <laughs> set, right? Um, when you have special things, 10 case you know, they, it's all those things. But what it's done is it's actually given life to boutique companies because people will buy the boutique shit. There's one called Twilight Time. Twilight Time, they'll only make like a 1,000 or 2,000 copies. There are like no special features. It's like a, a just very film. It's pretty much just the film. There might be special features. I only have Woody Allen ones. So none of his DVDs ever have special features on them. So <laughs> maybe that's just because of that. Uh right, but right. uh anyways, they uh they make these awesome movies and then when they're out of print, sometimes they'll run a second run if it like goes out too quick. Uh but it's all limited run. It's like 30 bucks Jeez. you buy a Blu-ray and you get a limited run of a movie that's probably never gonna come out on Blu-ray. Um and then you have uh uh Criterion Collection, which is probably one of the biggest, of course. and they're huge, of yeah. course. Um, and Arrow, video. like,
1: House or something like
0: that. Well, Arrow's really big right now. That they do all kinds of uh, fun fun stuff. Uh, they have really cool, their Robocop I actually watched, uh, because I bought their Robocop version. I watched it with my dad, funny enough. Uh, and that movie is fucking awesome, but it looks incredible. The Arrow version the is so good.
1: Original Robocop or the yeah, new one? The original,
0: yeah. Oh, the original, okay. Um, which that movie is so awesome, anyways. So, uh, Arrow video is awesome. Uh, Olive movies or Olive films is what it is. That's another boutique. Excuse me. There, there are several coming out now, right. and they can mostly it used to just be Criterion for a long time. Yeah, they've always kind of been around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Criterion was kind of like the one a lot of people knew, um, and Studio Canal, which is more of a European uh, company. Mm-hmm. Criterion for a long time were buying their prints basically and distributing them here. I see. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like there, there are a lot of companies out there and it's pretty awesome now that they have significantly less competition because a lot of studios aren't buying a lot of these kind of bigger older movies because why would they buy them to put them out unless you have something like joker comes out and then they put out a king of comedy blu-ray because they know people might be interested to go watch that again which is when i bought it <laughs> Right, right, right. I I mean, joker. i'm tempted
1: to go on amazon right now and pick it up just so i can <laughs> <Watch> yeah,
0: it. <laughs> yeah it's it's great so my, my point is like uh like it's it's given life to a lot of these boutique companies which is cool and there are also video game boutique companies that will oh, yeah, actually sell like a lot of the limited edition uh physical copies because so much of it's digital now and and i get it uh
1: um, power from chat's favorite uh boutique company they mentioned is uh the walmart five dollar bin master's collection
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's – dude, you know what though? Speaking of which, I've actually found some badass shit in there. Uh, like so stuff – it's like why does Walmart even have this? And yeah, I would we, just uh, get it. I mean you probably did the same thing like – because we grew
1: up around the same time roughly. And I think it was just a thing we did. Like you'd go do like your midnight 1 a.m. Walmart run and then you go to the bin and just like grab a handful of movies. And you're like these are the ones we're watching tonight, boys, as we get ripped on our zebra geeks and fucking cranberry cobblers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Frozen burritos uh, so burritos in the microwave and, uh, just hang
1: with your boys or yeah. whatever and you just watch a bunch of shitty movies you got from the uh the Walmart Master Collection. So
0: typically that's so good. Uh kudos to, I'm gonna to use that, that a lot. Now. Yeah, because that's very good. <laughs> so uh I, I used to go to Blockbuster when they yeah, would have the buy free, the get thing. one free or whatever, and they'd always be like super cheap. And I'd yeah. have a twenty dollar bill burning a hole in my pocket, and it's like let's just go buy spend something. It. Uh, I did that, or we went to Meijer a lot. I didn't go to Walmart as much. We went to Meijer, which if that isn't everywhere, it's around this region. But anyways, uh, Meijer, which is basically kind of like a- different
1: version of Walmart. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, basically, basically. It's more of, I think, regional, but still. Um, But yeah, they had the same thing, like those bins. But Blockbuster and Hollywood Video were like the two places we would go. Man, Um, when they
1: went out of business, I bought fucking everything I could from my local Blockbuster. She's like everything was a dollar dude she's like okay I bought so much hundreds of dollars worth of movies hundreds at the, at
0: the time because at when when blockbuster finally went under mm-hmm. um i I'm trying to think i want to say it doesn't matter the point is I bought so much shit from them that I'm pretty sure that my uh collection went like over seven hundred from like i i bet I bought a hundred movies from them over like the two weeks or three weeks that they had closing down. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Dude, yeah, that was insane. Anyways,
1: uh, we didn't have a Hollywood video in my town, but Blockbuster Man, Blu-rays hadn't come out yet, but it, I just dollar DVDs. I didn't even give a fuck what it was. <laughs>
0: just give me it all. Just give me it all. My big thing was does it have an actor I know in it? At that time in my life when that went down, if it like I bought I bought a movie called um oh god of course uh, it's all right no 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 that's not right All the Rage All the Rage a movie which I believe has Gary Sinise in it and I was a big uh I, I was like oh that's the guy from Forrest Gump with no legs yeah. Lieutenant Dan it. you just loved Gary Sinise then. Yeah Let's look up <laughs> All the Rage just for fun to see who all is in this This is from 1999 um it had Let's see. The cast is actually really crazy. Uh, So it had Joan Allen, Jeff Daniels, Robert Forster, uh, Bokeem Woodbine, one of my favorite actor names ever, Uh, Anna Paquin, uh, David Schwimmer from Friends fame, Josh Brolin. Before he Jesus was super Christ. famous, Gary Sinise, is everybody in this film, January Jones, dude, yeah, yeah like all it.
1: those people. Gary Sinise is the one that grabbed. That's your attention. the one that I remembered, but yeah,
0: of course, <laughs> Jeff Daniels would have been one at the time because I was a huge a Dumb and Dumber fan, but also I was a big fan of uh, like other kind of independent work he was doing at the time. Giovanni Ribisi's in the cra- dude. This movie's insane, and this was like a, I, about? from my under. I couldn't fucking tell you. It line? says. You I'll tell you right here. You, yeah, hear? yeah. It says. Oh fuck! I just fucked it up. Uh, it says, handguns figure in the inter. Wait, am I reading the right thing? Apparently. Handguns figure in the intertwining lives of nine people. Warren shoots his wife, Helen's lover. <laughs> I can't even get through it. And his defense is that he thought he was shooting an intruder. He leaves him, or she leaves him. I'm not reading anymore. You can read no, about it. It's- yeah. I'll look it up later. You're just, you're just I, This just sounds awful. And probably, maybe it
1: is. Maybe it is.
0: I, I am so tired. Like, dude, it's, this is so good. I love this. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, the point is it's, it's the rage or it's all the rage. the rage. Either one, both of them will get you there. Uh, like on IMDb, the title is all the rage, but on the poster says it's the rage. I don't know. They they pulled a live, die, repeat or whatever and changed name midway through. Fuck yes. I didn't even know what the fuck that was. I knew it was the comp, like the, the manga or whatever, uh, but I didn't uh, know, I didn't know that's what edge of tomorrow nah, was I don't until even, I saw edge it. Of tomorrow, yeah. And then the all, the, when I went to buy the movie, I had to look up the live, die, repeat thing because that's Make what sure it, is. it was right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a video game movie. Basically all it is. Dude, that movie fucking rules. You I like love that, that movie. movie? It's so I good. I love it a lot. That's one of those... Per- Dude, that is a perfect example. This is a really good thing to talk about because we're going to close off here in a minute. The best part about Edge of Tomorrow is it is... Like, we've seen everything in that movie before. We have the Groundhog Day thing. Uh, we've yep. seen that done time and time again. Happy Death Day, I believe, does the same thing or whatever. Like, yes. we've seen it time and time again. It happens. Fight, fucking... Fighting aliens in the way that that movie does, we've seen many times. Okay, yep. many times. You don't get a cool badass chick with a giant like JRPG sword, but still, you know it's fine. So it's in uh, a Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, it, dude, it's, it's so awful. awful. So my point is, a- a- every beat in this movie we've seen before, but this is the perfect example of execution—how something yep. is done and how something's written how you can play humor into something, but it never feels blatantly like a comedy. Like there are times where he's, when he's reliving the boot camp sequence and he has to like, he's trying to get away so he can go talk to um, Emily Blunt's character and he like gets ran over by a truck and he has to start over. Like these things get funny because of repetition, but it's never overplayed. Also, the Groundhog Day aspect actually plays into the narrative and has a purpose. It's not just like, a gimmick for two people to fall in love or something, but it's like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's no totally. really plays into like a deeper part of the, the story. Uh, I love that the, that there is no like deliberate. I'm not saying it's not there, but there's really, it's not about Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt falling in love. Like that's not what the film's about. Yes. They play with these like love interest sides, but the film still focuses on the sci-fi aspect. I thought that movie was going to be a piece of shit. When I saw the trailers, I'm like, oh god, another Tom Cruise sci-fi movie. It's not even that I hated them all, but they were just all whatever, dude. I love that movie. That that may have been if it wasn't in my top ten of that year, it was uh, an honorable mention for sure, because I I really had a great time.
1: Yeah, it's a really good example. Like in many, most films of that nature, right? You know, you're following you know how you, you, we see, like you said, you've seen all the stuff before. We know what's happening. We know we're in on the joke, you know, as it were, we see it going on. We've seen it before, but it's about that journey. And if you make that journey, just interesting enough, despite knowing the outcome or how it's happening, it's all you need. Yeah. It's all you need. We were just, I think it's something like it's the meta plot. We get the meta plot. We get what's happening to make it interesting.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't, it's what a lot of Dude. horror movies fail to do, to be honest. They they get too caught up in the meta plot, and they don't know how to make it yep. interesting. And and it's kind of like uh, you just brought up something that's really important. And I, I just want to say this. If any of Charlie's listeners have any questions before we cut off here, I'm just going to offer that up. So start dropping them in. I'm going to say one thing, and then if anybody has one, by all means. But here's the thing, Charlie. We talk about wrestling, all right, a lot, you and I. It's pretty much man, all we it's fucking that's all we fucking text about. past wrestling. couple
1: months, yeah. Since you got me in the AEW, it's
0: consumed my fucking life. Everyone should watch. It's the best. All right.
1: So I tell my chat that every time I stream.
0: So every <laughs> e- every time something gets spoiled for us, like All Out Pay-Per-View came out yesterday. We couldn't watch it. We're going to watch it today. Yep. We, we need to live stream this shit sometime. God, why aren't we live streaming all the time now, Charlie? Anyway, so uh, the point is this. I do every weekend. The, the wrestling Inspire thing. Inspire you. Fair point. So... If I find out the outcome, if I find out who won a match, who fucking cares? I mean... (laughs) I want to see the journey. I don't care about the destination. The outcome is what it is. That's fine. I probably already guessed it. You know, I'm pretty sure that I'm all but one match or something, I guessed, from last night. I don't know all the outcomes, but some of them were so obvious The ones that that you've had spoiled. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. But it's like, dude, that just excites me more. It's like, cool. Now I want to see how this person does this. And movies are the same way. I, I know that these two people are going to fall in love. Or I know, oh, like, the the traditional romantic comedy thing, where you have two people, they meet, uh, they fall in love. Right before the third act, or right at that point, they, uh, something weird. happens, and they separate. And then, of course, the third act is, it, the, the whole climax of the film is bringing them back together. What are they going to do? This is so overused. It's such horseshit. It is so horseshit, but then you find these random movies that will do that so well that it's just awesome. I I I have a bunch of titles in my head. I would love to just talk about those, but we don't have time, so I'm not even gonna bring it up. Um, but yeah, so anybody listening, whether it's my listeners or anybody on the the any of the Twitch homies or whatever, like uh, definitely like don't let that spoil. Like you you deserve better movies. You deserve to have a good experience, and if something's spoiled for you, like one time, and if you don't know this already, it's your fault. When I was in a band in 2005, 2006, uh, I was in a, a, a kind of bigger metal band, and we were, uh, we were playing, and this guy at a show wore a t-shirt, and all that was on this fucking gimmick t-shirt were spoilers, and it said, on oh, page no. 600 and whatever, uh, Snape kills Dumbledore. That was one of them. I, I, didn't give, I didn't give a shit about Harry Potter at the time, but I later Not fell in I love with Harry you, Potter. But. Yeah. I later fell in love with Harry Potter and I was like, great. Now I know Dumbledore dies. I don't remember who kills him, but I remember that spoiler. Dumbledore dies. I thought that's so shitty. And now I'm like, I still think that's shitty, but it's like, I wouldn't care if I found out Dumbledore dies. Cause now my intrigue is okay. Okay. I deserve someone to tell me how this goes down and it should be interesting. It's not an entitlement thing. It's studios have billions of dollars and we deserve better movies from them. They don't have an excuse like an independent filmmaker who has no money and who makes something that's decent. You know, I might rate that higher than a fucking MCU movie that might even have fewer problems, but it deserves to be better. That's your fucking job is to write a better movie is to yep. give us better things. And again, it's not an entitlement thing. It's not that I feel like I deserve this. It's That is that is the profession. So yep. learn from it. It's What you're
1: getting paid to do, what I'm giving you my money to do, and, and, you know, ostensibly, you know, yeah. people paying into it does the thing. And all but I agree of this- 100% about it being the journey, though. I mean, and I think most people would probably agree with that. And maybe not realize it. And I say most, I mean, generalizing. I think people often realize that because what do you hear all the time? It's like, yeah, I love that movie. I watch it all the time. Well, you know what happens. Why would you keep watching it, right? Because it's the journey of getting from that movie that you love and seeing how it unfolds, blah, 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 blah. And you can extrapolate that out, you know. Yeah. You know, you you may know how, you know, I've seen the Blues Brothers a million fucking times. I know how it plays out, but I love the journey of how it got there. You know, pick another comedy. Like, I know I get what's going to happen in the comedy. I understand the meta plot of what comedy is and how that unfolds, but if you make it interesting enough, I'll watch it. Right? I don't care that every comedy is the same if it's interesting. The problem is, and what I think what you're getting at, um, and what I agree with you on, is that all too often it's shit and shit gets made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's put forth like it's the next best thing. Yeah. Um, it's the worst. It's annoying. Uh, a comment from chat: Dragus. Uh. Chats a little, we're like a minute or so behind, so it's a little, I'm not sure what comes in. But the comment, if you're watching a movie to see the end, then it's not a good movie. You watch it for the journey.
0: Well, there you go. Backing us yeah. up. Yeah,
1: it's, it's reaffirming. <laughs> you know, I don't know. If it, I can't remember the last time I watched a movie just because I wanted to get to the end actually that's not true that's every time (laughs) because I I rarely turn off movies but I get what he's saying I'm trying to agree even if the movie's fucking dog shit I will watch it um (laughs) but there's definitely movies I'm like I wish I wasn't watching this so I get what he's saying (laughs) yeah I don't care what happens but I need to watch it for the sake I'm I'm, I'm here I felt that way with uh, The Green Knight thought the movie was dog shit
0: so oh wow we should try that sometime. It I watched it. Did I need I to watch it again. You, yeah, you did. We and
1: we were going to talk about it on the pod on, on the pod as they say. Um, oh boy. I need to watch it again though cuz my first viewing I did not like it.
0: Dude, I, I don't like I don't blame you. Did I text you that and say like I get why you wouldn't like this? Oh my It was like the day after I watched it, which was the night they did the
1: screener online, right? So yeah, that's um, it's
0: it is I, I don't know how most audiences will like it to be honest. I need to watch it again. Um
1: because it's one of those movies where, like, is it's a slow burn.
0: I guess oh we'll finish God, on this. Yes. Really
1: out of time. And, like, the first time I watched it, I was just like, I hate this. And I hated the experience immediately afterwards. Uh And then, like, a couple days later, I, you know, I'm still fucking thinking about it. So, like, it's still on my mind. So once I have X, I I think it's on Prime now, actually. So maybe I'll watch it again sometime this week. Yeah. But.
0: Uh, yeah, I did a whole. I'm not going right. to. Uh, go into it cuz I did a whole review thing on the website I think last week or the week before uh for it but uh what website yeah. is that? What website is that? The Medium cool yeah. a movie pod No no no, I did it on I'm the podcast to... last week. Oh, okay. Medium I was trying cool to do... movie podcast.
1: I was trying to do a sleek a, a slip What am I saying? A slick Plug, but <laughs> fucked
0: up. Yeah, that wasn't slick at all. But um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I do, I do write for some other websites. Whenever those come out, maybe we'll do another live stream because uh, this is fun, even though it's no different for us. We're just goofing off and, and fucking around. But um, I do like having the immediate response thing. We should uh, we should we should do this more often. I could go. I mean, again, we've filled six hours with shit like this uh, weekly in the past. So. Uh, I, I'm just gonna <laughs> and that was just the days we hung out <laughs> yeah. at savages. we would hang out outside of
1: that too, yeah. We continue talking about bullshit,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah. and why all of our uh cohorts were were wrong about yep. everything yep. um still and how are. they need to watch more movies everyone needs to watch <laughs> more movies. that's really what it comes most down to most of them
1: oddly again, this isn't totally I'm not naming names or anything like that, obviously, but like only one of them I think is actually in media now uh. Out of everybody in that.
0: That's interesting. Which is odd to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is wow. odd. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and cut us off. Uh okay. we tried to talk about Batman for an hour and 24 minutes. We sure did. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty much the entire episode, everybody.
1: <laughs> we tried to talk about Batman. We talked
0: about a whole lot of other <laughs> shit with all with anecdotal kind of diatribes. Um You know, like us saying things are bad and really giving no evidence for it or
1: (laughs) just, you know, giving our opinions about
0: a whole lot of shit and being mad about stuff and really just being two curmudgeons uh, on this episode. I feel good about it. Uh, Thanks to all the Twitch homies on Charlie's end. Uh, Charlie, thank you for for hopping on board last minute pretty much and and helping a brother out as I got it. Uh, as as we say, um, I really wanted to actually watch more movies, but having my daughter this weekend and my wife's birthday and all those things, just didn't get to it. So this was a fun thing. Uh, we almost talked about storytelling, too. So almost uh, a lot there. of almost, very close. you know, hopefully this yep. episode is uh, really enlightening <laughs> to our, at the very least, my kind of inner monologue <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the way that my brain works without coffee or any kind of caffeine in the morning. Um, but anyways, it was uh, a luckily pleasure.
1: on my end. Everybody's fucking used to this, it's just me going off on eighteen different tangents over the five hours a day that I stream. So <laughs> <laughs> it's well, probably more than that in some cases. We got to. Luckily, out. I have the video game to keep me on track most yeah, of the time. Absolutely,
0: so. <laughs> no, that's good. We got to. We got to figure out how to how to do a wrestling stream. Everybody, figure it out. who who would listen to this? This is for my listeners and yours. Who would listen to Charlie and I do <laughs> weekly recaps? Of, of AEW and news If you're into wrestling Let us know We need a built in audience here
1: <laughs> And if you're not in the wrestling You should get in the wrestling Because it's really fucking good AEW on TNT Wednesday and Friday nights Um, I stopped watching contemporary wrestling A long time ago um, Years ago Like I would check in every so often On WWE and stuff uh, You know I watched TNT for a long time Or Impulse for a long time Impact. Um, and if it's, yeah, back when it was TNA. Yeah. Yeah, impact, impact. Um, but it wasn't until maybe two months ago. Well, I caught up, so it's hard to say. I I caught up on two months worth of wrestling within like the last month, uh, six weeks or so. And uh this is the best wrestling I have seen since
0: early two thousand. I mean I
1: Or at at least maybe maybe
0: some of the Daniel Bryan early 2010s occasionally like that. Yeah, you could throw
1: that feels that way. You know, I
0: don't
1: want to say I don't want to compare it to the attitude Era of wrestling, but that's like when I grew up. So like nostalgia wise, like I enjoyed the attitude era as a kid and I'm enjoying this. Not that it's like the Attitude Era in that same way, where I'm feeling like I love wrestling again. Well, you text uh, me yesterday. AEW.
0: You text me yesterday, and you're like, I don't know if I can stay off social media because I have to wait until tomorrow to watch this. You know what I mean? It's really tough because it's, it's like because really it's like you are so excited about this thing. I haven't I been this excited been about wrestling because uh, I've been with AEW since the beginning. Like I found out yep. about it because I went to the movie theater to watch something, and there was an <laughs> AEW trailer. Like, before awesome. they start showing the movie trailers, like, when they're just showing stupid bullshit, like, no. one of them was an AEW, and I see Kenny Omega, I see Chris Jericho, I see Cody, like, I see all these people, I'm like, what is this? And I, like, no. immediately Googled it in the theater just to save for later, like, I Googled it, opened yep. the thing, and put it in my pocket, like, I'm going into this, and then uh, as soon as it started, man, I was on, like, episode for episode, and uh, yeah. that was in 2019, and they worked all through the pandemic, and they have great stuff like you. I I did. I got into wrestling in 2015 again. I grew up watching it till I was about 15 or 16. I stopped, and then I got back into it when I was uh, in 2015 because my friend Graham, uh, who people in the show will have heard me talk about, uh, he was driving up to watch WrestleMania 31. I believe it was. Uh, he was driving uh, like an hour to his brother's house, so he's talking to me and he's telling me about Daniel Bryan and uh, like CM Punk who's back and and all of these different people who were. Uh, Brock Lesnar come back, all these people. And so like I was like, man, and the, and the uh, WWE Network had just come out. So I, I got a free yep. trial of the Network. That's I was right. Watching... I did
1: go back and watch back around that same time. I yeah. remember
0: we were talking about old school wrestling a lot. I used to watch a lot um, of old... But
1: I, I wasn't watching contemporary stuff. I was watching
0: all the old stuff that I grew up with and yeah. predated me as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So basically, like, that's what that's what it was. Like, I was watching this old stuff, but I was seeking out Daniel Bryan matches and I actually missed, and I know you're not a fantasy and punk. We'll talk about that on, on our wrestling stream when we do it sometime. But uh, I didn't know who he was because I missed him entirely. I jumped in after he'd already quit. But people had talked about him so much that I went back and actually found that he was the only good thing of that era that I liked. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So it was like, man. This As a is, wrestler, yeah. As yeah. a wrestler. I hate so, the
1: character, but I do like the wrestler. Yeah.
0: So it was interesting uh, getting back into it. But then WWE turned to dog shit pretty much after Daniel Bryan quit. I mean he's back yep. now but like he had to stop due to injury. And uh he I Is just, back now. I just kind of stopped watching new stuff. I just watched old stuff. I did I yep. basically rewatched the entire Attitude era and I did all yep. kinds of stuff like that and uh kind of reeducated myself, got obsessed with different podcasts like something to wrestle with, Grilling JR, uh what happened when with Tony Schiavone. Like there there are a series of podcasts that got me back into it. And so, you know, digging into AEW, man, it's like the best of the indies that I loved. There's also like a J- Japanese kind of strong style. There's a lot of like Mexican, like luchador style. There's a lot of American, like us style. There's a difference between, you can feel a difference between WWE matches and AEW matches. Oh yeah, And AEW has this share of problems. I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't. And you and I have like texted back and forth on that match. When we, see not him. Great. when we see him, we bring him up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And very rarely are, are one of us like, no, like, this was great, and we're both like, yeah, this was a little rough. Yeah. Because you can look at wrestling objectively, the same way we just talked about movies in the past hour and a half, you can look at wrestling the same way, right? You can like a thing or a wrestler, uh, or hate a wrestler is probably a better example, and still understand why they're a good wrestler, yeah. or even really like a character, and maybe they're not that great in the ring, you know, kind of that deal. And yeah. I think... I think we could bring an interesting take. Not that we're not unique. There's probably plenty of people who fucking can look at wrestling that way. But I think uh, it'd be fun to talk about. I think it'd be fun to talk about.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, can- and I
1: wish I got on the AEW train sooner. Uh, it's just, I, I was this the cynical, angry wrestling past fan who didn't want to watch it anymore. And then I hear about AEW. It's like, Oh, and cause you're so ingrained in WWE culture. It's like, Oh, just another federation. That's never going to fucking make it. And here yeah. they are. And it's, The best wrestling I've seen
0: over a decade. And this (laughs) is conversation for off air, but I'll say this, though. Uh, If we do this, which we should, uh, we should also do like retro reviews where I I find access for you for their past uh, pay-per-views. And at the very least, you could get caught up with their four pay-per-views a year. So they're like, what, nine or something that you didn't see? We could talk about those, too.
1: Anyways, we have a whole, we have a whole year of content planned out so Just much. There's so much going on. Do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so there's so much going on. Listen, if you're a Twitch homie, tell Charlie, if you'd watch this or listen to this, both this show, uh, it'd be great, uh, for my listeners. If you're interested in a wrestling show, uh, we want to do it. Hit us up, uh, at medium cool pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can email me at mediumcoolpod at gmail.com. And, uh, and we will find you there, but Charlie, I'm going to go ahead and cut us off, brother. Thank you so right, much.
1: Man. Thank you. And uh, I'm going to plug myself on your thing. Twitch.tv slash Almost <laughs> Yeah, Almost
0: <laughs> I stream Friday, adorno. Saturday,
1: Sunday. I happen to be streaming on Monday because it's Labor Day. Um, but yeah, usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm playing video games. Most of the time it's a Fallout game. A couple weeks I'll be playing New World. Um, and it's really, it's just me talking about things and with people while I'm playing games. Uh, the game just happens to be there and I use it to ramble. <laughs> um so don't expect much i have lots of cool sounds on my soundboard and i treat it like a morning zoo radio show it's really cheesy it's a lot of fun
0: <laughs> is that how you do that stupid voice i do <laughs> so, yeah it's, uh what is it
1: it's 133.7 wfml on the adorno and gooch uh fuck i fucked it up i can't do it under pressure
0: yeah <laughs> No one's gonna watch you now. Like that.
1: No, they might though. That's the thing. The reason people have me do it is because they hate it. I think. But don't you have to Don't you have
0: the? Uh, it doesn't matter, dude. I'm getting out of here. You
1: <laughs> Are you doing you the it? You can't hear my stream cam right now. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did hit it.
0: I can see you pushing <laughs> buttons, and you look very proud of yourself, but nothing's coming through i here but I know my check <laughs> so, in. That's so funny. All right, man. Uh, we're going to get <laughs> off here. Thank you so much Twitch homies. Thank you so much. Come check out Medium Cool if you want. Hit me up. Find me on social media at Austin Glidden on Twitter. Uh, if you if you love movies, get on Letterbox. That's uh, Letter B O X D. Uh, go to letterbox.com. It's it's technically kind of a film social media platform, but you don't actually have to talk to anybody. I use it to uh, you know, uh, make lists and rate movies and uh, just kind of keep track of myself. Definitely go check that out. Uh, and if so, you can find me at Austin Glidden on there as well. Uh, that goes for everybody. But, uh, Charlie, I'm sending you off, brother. Thank you. Amen All right, everybody. That was our Twitch stream slash medium cool episode dual cast. Uh, Charlie and I had a great time doing that. And we really are. We're actually in the middle of working out this wrestling uh, kind of live stream podcast thing we want to do. As of right now, the working title is Last Week in Wrestling. Um, And we're just going to basically be doing recaps of what happened, particularly in AEW. And any kind of specific news across all wrestling uh, promotions and stuff. It's just going to be a good time. So if you're into wrestling, keep keep an ear out for that. Keep an eye out for that. Um, Hopefully we actually end up doing this because one thing with me and my friends is we're very ambitious And we have a lot of things we want to do and we don't get around to it But this actually is going to happen, I think So I'm very, very excited uh, because I love movies I love music Uh, I love D&D, but man, wrestling takes a lot of my life because I love listening to podcasts about it. I watch it every week. I mean, I'm a big fan. So hopefully you like that. Uh, Next week on Medium Cool, though, uh, we're going to have Joe Shearer, and we're going to be celebrating Brian De Palma's birthday. Uh, I chose a De Palma film. He chose a De Palma film. We actually chose two films back-to-back in his filmography, but they could not be more different, I think. Uh, On one side, you have my pick, which is De Palma's Blowout from 1981, uh, starring John Travolta. What a phenomenal film. And then he chose the classic Scarface, in large part because he just wanted to rewatch it because he hadn't seen it in a while. And that was 83. Both those films back to back in his filmography. Very excited to uh, talk about those. So if you have not seen Blowout or Scarface, or at least haven't seen it in a while, definitely go back and check it out before our conversation next week. I think it'd be fun. But until then, good night, good luck, take it easy.